0: Welcome to the ITSB Magazine Podcast Network. You're listening to a new episode of Secure Your Strategy Podcast, where your host, Chloe Mestaghi, provides strategies to leaders and managers on how to repair critical issues in security and tech. We're glad you've tuned in. It's time to secure your strategy and your stakeholder approval. Knowledge is power, now more than ever.
1: welcome to ITSP Secure Your Strategy podcast. I, myself, am your host, Chloe Nistagi, and today I have the wonderful Jessica Robinson, who is the Executive Officer of PurePoint International. Jessica, welcome.
2: Thank you. It's so wonderful to be here with you, Chloe.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking forward to this conversation. So right before we got on here, we were (laughs) wondering what are we going to talk about? And so (laughs) there's nothing set up here. And we're going to find out what is the thing that's going to be the motivating like strategy and the thing that's going to connect and pull us in a direction. So let's first start about your organization. You started a company in security. And I cannot imagine how hard that must have been in many ways. And I would love to know a little bit about what got you to do that first. And then also what was that underlining mission and the thing that really empowered you to go about and build a business? Cause it's not an easy thing to do and it's a huge leap to do.
2: It is, it is a huge leap. And um, I, you know, I, Never in my life thought that I would have a business. It still surprises me to to this day that I have one, and I um, I it's it all happened because I was uh, on a pilgrimage. Now, uh, before I should say that, I would say that at this point I had been with um, working in corporate America for a number of years, and so what I knew was that there was that there was something else I was interested in doing in security and. I also knew that uh, that with the work that I was doing, it wasn't necessarily weaving in all the aspects of security that I wanted. So working with women, working um, with technology, um, and just being able to travel more because that was I always envisioned um, my life traveling and working in security. And so, uh, but it wasn't in terms of like specifically starting the business. Um, I was with the, the man I was dating at the time, and this was back in 2012, and um, we went to India and Nepal. And it was a trip that we were on together. And for me, it was very much a pilgrimage. I was a practicing Buddhist. And um, and um, and I had been, uh, and I felt called to Buddhism about 20 years earlier. So at a pretty young age, at about 12. So to have the opportunity to actually go to India and Nepal, for me, was very personal. Um, And while I was there, I were in India first and then went to Nepal. And on the second day in Nepal, I ate something and I got really sick. And like, it was really bad. So like, it was like, I was throwing up. It was coming out of both ends. It was like, it was one of those types of things. Like it was bad. (laughs) And like, I could literally like feel my life like oozing out of me. Like I could, like it just, that's just the way it felt. And I went to bed that night and I had a dream and it was my mom's mom who came to me. We were in her, in my uh, grandmother's attic Uh, of the house that she lived in, and she had passed away six years earlier. And we were getting ready for like a homecoming celebration. And uh, within the African-American community, a homecoming celebration uh, could be, and definitely in this case, could be a celebration of a death, of a transition of life. And so we were getting, there was like this gathering of a homecoming celebration. And all of a sudden my grandmother Floated up the stairs and uh, and we locked eyes and she floated over to me and she said you can come with me now or you could stay and I immediately knew what she meant that I could die in that moment and I can go with her or I could stay and I immediately said I would stay and she said good you have much more work left to do and I remember waking up and just going oh my goodness you know like <laughs> you know that what was that that was you know that was powerful and impactful for me. At the time, and um, and I was thinking, well, what is this work? What is this work that I have left to do? And it was it was becoming very clear that it is this work in security and this work of creating a more consciously secure world. And I just saw this globe, I just was seeing this globe of uh, just sky, really sky with different lights like stars. And it was just of, of supporting women, of increasing consciousness, of creating balance in this world. Um, and that when we can create more safety and security for those that, have, that don't have as much as um, that may, they may feel as if they should or that they would need, um, and we can create more balance in this world where everyone can be safer. And so, and it wasn't looking at it from just like a, a digital security or cyber perspective or physical security or just crisis, like crisis management or anything like that. It was really, it was really how do we focus on the whole? How do we focus on the emotional, the psychological, the, the spiritual? How do we really create this inside and out? Um, and then that began this journey for me um, of what did it mean to really birth this into the world? And so I came back from India and Nepal um, that was in the spring, by the fall, I created the business and, uh, it started to move forward from there and the rest was history. So I was, I didn't come from a family of people that were in business. I didn't come from a family of entrepreneurs. Um, I didn't see that growing up, but I never, I actually, when I was a kid, I thought, you know, how, how does even one even begin to start a business? How can you even do that? I would just, but it just was so foreign to me. Um, but then there I was doing it and, um, and I just really, I had no idea what I was doing and really had to fail along the way and, you know, continuing to fail now. And it's something that I've really had to learn. Security was always very intuitive for me. I knew at a young age that I would be doing security in the world. Um, Um, and so that was something that always felt very intuitive for me, but, but being in business didn't. And so, um, so that's, so it's, um, it's really that mission of creating a more consciously secure world that has. Pulled me forward to 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 this day, so it continues to do so.
1: And it's interesting of hearing like the dream and and having that connection where you had this like visualization that something is going to happen. This is what you're going to do, but then you don't know what that thing is going to be, and then you're just like probably kicking yourself a little bit, like come on, where's this thing kind of come oh, from? Oh yeah, like, absolutely. What am I gonna...
2: Come on.
1: <laughs> do I need a journal every day? Like, do I need a whiteboard every day? Like, I don't know. <laughs> and it's always oh, yeah. that thing, that inception that you're like, i got to do something about this, but what is that? What is this to be able to move forward? And then that's when you have to have the world's most amount of
2: patience. Oh, patience. Yes. And you know, cause it- the journey it's the journey and you know part of that journey and even just crossing over to 10 years it's like I just feel like I'm even now getting to the to the woman and to the person I need to be in order to do the work and I feel like it's it's been I think it's interesting because I as I look ahead to the next 10 years I can already see that there are things that that there are things that I'll be learning over the next 10 years that I won't even be able to do until 10 years and it's amazing to think about it you know but that But that to me that that is part of this work and that it's about creating you know it's about creating um, deep impact and meaningful impact um, in multiple different ways that it can happen and so um and so i'm looking forward to see how the next 10 years evolves in regards to um, thinking about executing on this mission and different and continuing to execute on this mission in different ways um but yeah i you know it's to your point of it just be frustrating like i have this you know have the vision and you know, just want to go straight to execution. It's like, it doesn't always work that way. <laughs> you know, it's so Wouldn't much that patience. would be nice? You <laughs> so know? it would be nice. So with patience, yes.
1: <laughs> I like, there's definitely been times where I'm just like, okay, I'm going to just drink a pot of tea and then I'm just going to close myself in the room and I'm just going <laughs> to just spend the entire day just figuring out what is it that I need to do. And it <laughs> never comes to you. It's yeah. nice when you go for like a walk in nature or you go on a trip or you go... <laughs> In the shower, like it's always random, always in a random moment. It's when you're most present. I find that when
2: things come to you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When it's, you're not pushing it and you're just allowing it to be. Um, But, and again, that's all part of the journey. And, um, and it's, you know, there's so many different threads, you know, that come through, but there are really only a few that really, we should really be, you know, focusing on and really continuing to pull and tug and just see kind of how that unravels. And, um, and, um, and again, it's, it's all the journey. It's, it's, it's the journey along the way. And it's, um, and it's hard to fully know that when you're, uh, when you're starting, or even when you're a few years in, it's only really in hindsight where you can see that.
1: Yeah, I always find that when it happens is when we're working in security, we tend to be disconnected from ourselves sometimes, or we feel disconnected from the world mm. in some ways. I don't know if that's something that you've seen sometimes when you're working with individuals that, you know, they there's a disconnect where they are disconnected from themselves because they're so anxious about what will happen next. I don't have this incident response plan up to date. What comes next? I don't mm-hmm. have time to learn this new skill that I need to know. How do I do this? I'm so burned out. So how do I go about learning if I can't even find the time nor the space in my head to do so? And I was wondering if you have any advice around such situations.
2: Well, you know, at the you know, at the end of the day, I think it's, um, you know, I think there there is a, shift that has happened for i think a lot of us in security and how we even relate to our work Um, and i think that um, because it is powerful work it is it is meaningful work Um, and um, and to be able to look at it in a multi-dimensional way i think is really important Um, and to not just look at it on from a kind of a binary standpoint or yeah a binary standpoint and how we can make an impact if we can also see the gray if we could also see what it really means for us to be able to, um, uh, to be able to actually um, to create a meaningful impact in the spaces where we are, uh, but I think I think that that is uh, actually a part of growth, and uh, and I think that what you're talking about is about um, how one can become even more fuller into their into themselves as a human being. Um, and I think it's when that evolution happens, then we could, um, you know, then we are caught kind of in the day-to-day of how do we just get this done? How do we just get this done? And how do we step back and look more at the whole? And that's really leadership. Yeah. And that's where, you know, and that's why it's so important. I have a talk at RSA in April about, it's called the fearless uh, cybersecurity leader and future CISO. And, you know, and uh, the, you know, there's a lot of questions around what does it mean to be a CISO? Well. Uh, you know, be, the be, the ability to see the whole, the ability to be able to step back, uh, the ability to be able to um, to have to to be to the to have gone through, and, and in some cases even witness your own transformation. I think is an important part of leadership uh, to be able to uh, to see the impact that we want, um, and part of that means moving from that space of that you just talked about into a much larger space, and so. Um, and What I would encourage people, if they're in the day to day, is to find time to support the, to support uh, what what really is most important for them and meaningful for them in their career, to be able to connect to something larger to, to them than themselves, like or something larger to themselves, a larger vision of what it is they really want to do, um, and then what the, can help them achieve that, um, because along the way, if they focus on kind of what's what's just beyond that reach, then they'll be able to get through the day-to-day and they'll be able to get and also grow so much more and get so much further.
1: Yeah, it definitely seems like right now there's a shift happening for CISOs. I think especially after the whole Uber situation of a CISO not having protection. Um, And then there's an article, I think it came out about a week or two and that was about CISOs and how one out of four are planning to leave security forever. Mm. And... It's one of those things where I think early in our conversation about like how do we connect with ourselves and and figure out what is next for us? How do we give ourselves guidance And when we're overwhelmed in a world of security? I think the things that go through my mind is that a lot of CISOs right now are incredibly burned out. They're mm-hmm. also not being listened to by their board. Um, They're also feeling overwhelmed because they themselves don't know all the technology out there, but also to be technical, too, because I think once you go in that leadership pathway in security, you start removing yourself a little bit more and more from, you know, the everyday life of being a security like architecture or, you know, an analyst. And I was wondering if that's something that you've been seeing in, in your work. And mm. how have you been working with people to try to work through it to keep CISOs staying
2: mm. or
1: help CISOs stay if that's really what they want to do?
2: Mm. Yes. Well, I'm glad you asked that. I've, I will be talking about that in, uh, in April. And uh, so I'll have probably a more fuller answer then after I've spent more time on it. but. Uh, what I will say is that it's no doubt that this is this is challenging and I, um, um, in addition to doing work as a CISO, I work with CISOs um, and see the challenges they go through and um, and I and advise them in, in terms of just the, uh, and see just different, uh, different complexities of business, right? So whether you're regulated and whether you're in a larger uh, environment or a smaller environment, they, they all have their different complexities. And um, and what's important is to understand why you're there, because, again, you will you will have the days where you will be lonely, right? You will have the days where you will want to to leave. You will have the days where um, you think you're failing and you have and you have, you know, uh, 30 of those days in a row. And then the question becomes, why am I here? Um, You. uh, you uh you have tough conversations and you feel like your message isn't getting through or that someone's just you know could you know committed to not supporting what you're looking to do or your vision, uh, or they're not just not willing to partner with you um and to and to move forward with you uh, so that you all could help to move the organization forward when it comes to the cybersecurity posture. And all of those things are really challenging. And it's extremely challenging um um when uh, when you don't feel like you have enough support. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And I think that when those, you know, knowing uh, for leaders that are in that space, A, knowing how to take care of yourself is really important. Um, so how you're working out or, you know, what you're doing for fun or how, what energizes you, what feeds you is really important to have a clear understanding of. Um, and then understanding your why, like, why are you there? Why are you doing this role? You know, what, what is that larger vision that you're connected to? Um, and the larger vision um, can be to be able to support and provide for your family, right? That larger vision of being able to pay to see your children go off to college—it's so it's different for everyone. And so I think that that is is really important. Um, and I think what's what's interesting about this role than a lot of maybe um, maybe some other roles, just because it is still relatively new, is that for, new for a lot of organizations is that. You have to really be, you know, there is a certain type of resoluteness though, like that you have to have within yourself. Um, and that's why uh, one of the things I've been saying, or I think some of the key things I've been saying recently is that it is about just who you are. It is about this inner transformation that you have to go through, <laughs> that you that you are willing to be on the island by yourself, when everyone is not there, or when everyone is looking, looking away that you that you can withstand that. Um, that you can walk into a situation knowing that ultimately at some point that will happen, and I think it's not uh, being confused about that or not denying that that's possible or saying that that wouldn't happen to me. I think that happens to every CISO, at least everyone that I talk to, uh, and I think you have to be willing to to do things and say things that uh, that are that are that are grounded in a certain level of integrity uh, for the program specifically, right? Because that's what it's about. Uh, because if you're not willing to fight for the program, then, you know, then, um, you know, no one else is going to do it. So, um, and I think that level of uh, resoluteness is is so hard, you know, and I think that you really have to have an anchor in, into who you are and why you're there um, and what it is that you want to see uh, in terms of the, not just the um, overall kind of results but you know but what are some of the other intangibles that are really meaningful for you on a day-to-day basis so yeah
1: it sounds like a kind of like a ping-pong situation where you're going back and forth of like do I want to be here do I not want to be here but it's yeah. also has a lot to do with like your environment and yourself I think that when we are empowered and we're not burned out it's usually because we feel supported We're working for an organization that's listening to us. They're not ignoring us, dismissing us. I think when we start feeling ignored and dismissed, or it's just one of those things that just shuts you down slowly. And then you start wondering, what am I doing with my life? I think what you were mentioning earlier, like you have to know yourself. You have to do the self work to be a good leader, but also you have to be willing to change too. And that means making changes in your environment. So Mm -hmm. if you have brought up issues at your company and they're still not listening to you and you're now just so burned out, feeling ignored, that's going to mess you up so much mentally. And then Mm -hmm. you're going to have to make a decision and that decision is going to be you leaving And Mm -hmm. I think that's the thing that a lot of burnout that people don't talk about burnout to heal from burnout. You have to make some really different choices in life. Mm -hmm. It's not like, Oh, I can recover after a week of like, you know, going on vacation or something like that. It's, you have to make life changes and that might be leaving your occupation. So how can we like, or what advice would you say that we can provide for people that are CISOs right now that are trying to decide, should I stay or should I go? What would be some of the attributes of staying versus going that people can help them while they're processing whether or not they need to make a change in their life?
2: Yeah, so I think I would say, I'm gonna start with two key things. One is that for anyone who's a CISO, we're not gonna be a CISO forever. Right. That's not it's not, you know, just like people have uh, have ascended to that role, you know, for some people, they may see that as the end role, but there are other roles ahead of that. So I think part of or or, uh, beyond that. So I think part of that is, again, understanding what you're like, what is your vision? Where do you actually want to be? Um, And I think part of that is also understanding and and not just for your career. And for the position you want. And for so many people, CISO may be it, right? Going from CISO, going from CISO to CISO role in larger organizations, right? More complex organizations um, than what they've maybe experienced. And so, and that's great. And that's a great vision to have. Um, So that's something that can pull you forward. Another thing is understanding the vision and being grounded into why you even do this work. Because I think if we're rooted in those two things, like what, where, it is, where it is we actually want to be and what it is that we want to, uh, where we want to be, not just now, but in three years and in four years and five years and 10 years, and we're grounded in our why and why we even do this work in the first place, then I think that we may leave the, the role that we're in. We may leave the person we're working for. We may leave the company or the culture, but we won't leave the role right? We won't leave the work of security. And so I think that, I think being grounded in those things is absolutely important. Um, and I just can speak from, from experience because of my own experience, you know, I um, I think that um, there's no doubt, I mean, even just staying in business, you know, like there have been so many, I've almost been evicted, uh, like, because I couldn't pay rent. I mean, there's like, there have been so many different things that have happened but what I was grounded and rooted in what it was I knew that I needed to do within just what I thought I was called to do. And no matter what, even on those hardest days, that is what pulled me forward. And I think that um, and I and I see that with you know with you know leaders that we all look up to, whether they're business leaders or uh, global leaders or have leaders that have led movements, there is an anchoring of them being connected to something larger than themselves. And I think if leaders um, and CISOs are grounded in something like that, then they'll be able to navigate the day-to-day and move from one role to another role, um, knowing and finding um, not only a sense of purpose, but a place where they can contribute and feel really great about it.
1: Yeah, it sounds like people need to become Ted Lasso. They need to go work (laughs) on themselves and they need to be a coach (laughs) to others. Um, because your job isn't to tell people what to do necessarily, it's more to give them guidance, but also to give yourself guidance too and give yourself compassion yeah. at times. Because it's hard. Like our industry is 24/7 all is. around the like clock, and there is never a moment where you're like, We're feel we're 100 percent safe and secure. Nothing could ever happen to us. There's yeah. not a moment like that. And if you think like that, then I think you may need to rethink having your job or learn a little bit more about this industry. And I think yeah. that that's that's like a contributing factor. That's so unique to our industry is that it's literally an industry that's twenty four seven. Yeah, there is no it such is. thing as a break.
2: No, no, there isn't. Um, um, and I think that and uh, it, it is and it is extremely challenging. I think there's no doubt about that. And so I think the question is. Is how, uh, you know, how particularly depending on how large the team is and all of that, how can you can you set up ways so that you can um, you can um, take time away to be able to support your experience. And I think that there are ways to do that. Um, and I think there are healthy ways to be able to do it, but you have to plan it, right? Mm-hmm. You also have to have roles that are built in for that. Um, the, the, the ones we see mo- most likely are when you actually have a deputy CISO or someone who uh, can take on those responsibilities while the CISO is away, uh, where the CISO can trust that person to make the decisions um, that are needed, or maybe you know if they need to receive a call, they, that can happen while they're away, but, but they know that they can trust the team to Lead uh, that they can trust them to inform key stakeholders, um, and so I think. Uh, but that's not you know. But again, that all that that business that position doesn't exist in all companies. Um, but um, but I think that there is there are ways to be able to set up a continuity of uh, of of the business that allow people to take time away so that they can recharge and regroup and come back as their best self. No, but it's not easy. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I was say, so basically we didn't know what we were going to talk about, but it's very clear that it's all about now, you know, CISOs have a lot on their plate. And at the end of the day, you may be going back and forth, whether or not this is for you and you have to tie yourself to something of why this is so important. And if you resonate with that, then that means you should stay, but that might be that you might need to make changes. And so work on yourself, focus on yourself, take accountability for your actions, and then figure out what is next for you. That's what
2: I'm hearing here. Well, it's also what we have control over, right? Yeah. And we don't always have control over everything else that happens, or other people, or, yeah. or um, circumstances um, in our environment. But we can control ourselves. We can control what what uh, we can be honest and truthful with ourselves about what really motivates us and what we really are inspired by, or and what we're not. Uh, we can be uh, we can be uh, uh, really truthful and honest with ourselves about what it is we really want. We can be truthful and honest with ourselves about how well we're um, able to re- take feedback, receive feedback, move forward with certain things, um, and so it's about controlling what we can control. Um, and I think that, and that always starts with the person that we see in the mirror. Yeah.
1: Which is means micromanaging is pointless, everyone. Don't do it. You can't control others. And you're just going to set your team up to fail. So if you're a micromanager or someone's ever said that to you recently, maybe it's time to look at yourself in the mirror and look at yourself <laughs> and learn to trust yourself so you can trust others. Um, but Jessica, thanks for joining me today. I think this is an episode that I feel like any CISO right now who is trying to figure out what to do next or if there is a next that this would be a good guidance for them.
2: So thank you. Thank
1: you. All right, everyone. I'll see you at the next episode. Until then, have a wonderful day.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode of Secure Your Strategy Podcast with Chloe Mastagi, part of the ITSB Magazine Podcast Network. If you learned something new and this conversation made you think, then share this channel and ITSBmagazine.com with your friends, family, and colleagues. If you represent a company and wish to associate your brand with our conversations, sponsor one or more of our podcast channels. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey.